Who doesn't love Halloween? But come on, where did it begin? I'm Patty Steele. Before trick-or-treating, there were, yikes, human sacrifices? That's next on The Backstory. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. We're back with the backstory. Halloween is a really festive time of year. Costumes, treats, parties, jack-o'-lanterns. Now, here's the thing. These were all part of traditions that were born from not-so-festive traditions in ancient Ireland. And those traditions have a really dark, frightening origin involving torture and human sacrifice. We're going back thousands of years to the misty countryside of Ireland. It was a time when Irish folks, or Celts, worshipped pagan gods, as well as nature and the land itself. It was the end of the harvest season, late October, and that was when they celebrated a holiday called Samhain. They believed, at that time of year, beings from the underworld could emerge and ravage the landscape, killing the greenery and turning it into the golden brown of autumn before winter arrived. And there was only one way to stop them. Sacrifice your food, your livestock, or even your life. There was one place in particular they gathered to celebrate the harvest, and most importantly, to pay tribute to their gods. It was a settlement called Rakrohan, and it's known as the birthplace of Halloween. A temple sat on a massive mound in the middle of the settlement, surrounded by a graveyard for the Celtic nobility. It was a very wealthy place, but working-class folks would travel there to take part in the festivities as well. It was a huge part of their culture. They would eat, play games, tip back a few, sort of like today's Halloween parties, but it was way more than that. They'd also use Samhain to announce declarations of war and peace and even arrange marriages. Imagine what this looked like. Huge feasts, lots of drinking of mead and wine, dancing around huge bonfires crackling and leaping into the night sky. At the center of all of this, the Celts believed that this was the time the spirits of their dead ancestors returned. 
But it wasn't just the dead loved ones that arrived. Also apparitions, demons, fairies, and monsters, some of which they felt were incredibly dangerous. And that is where you see the beginnings of Halloween. These beings' arrival was through what were called the Cave of the Cats, or the Hell Caves, in northwestern Ireland, which still exist. Nearby archaeological digs date back almost 6,000 years. To pacify these evil beings and protect their crops and livestock, the Celts would offer them food, drink, and part of their harvest. And to protect themselves, they'd light ritual bonfires everywhere across the countryside, on hilltops and in fields. They'd even carry small parts of the fire home with them to keep the home lit and safe from the demons. They'd carve frightening faces into root vegetables like turnips and potatoes to intimidate the demons. They didn't have access to pumpkins then. They would make the veggies look like the severed heads of enemies. And they placed burning embers inside the hollowed out vegetables to animate the carved face as well as to protect the embers. And that was the first of the jack-o'-lanterns. Now on top of that, they would also wear disguises, including masks and different animal skins to make themselves look like the demons so they wouldn't be dragged back down into the underworld. And those were the first costumes. But it got more disturbing. The priests, called druids, would sacrifice animals and humans to placate gods of the underworld. In fact, if the harvest was bad, they'd even sacrifice local kings, blaming them for angering the gods. The deaths involved torture and dismemberment to further placate those furious gods. This went on for centuries until the Romans arrived in Ireland. They added their own harvest festivities, including honoring their goddess of fruit and trees, whose symbol was the apple, which many say may explain the tradition of bobbing for apples at Halloween. Now, eventually, Christianity took hold for most people in Ireland. But here's the thing. The party surrounding Samhain was pretty much ingrained in the Celtic culture, so the harvest festivals, including the gifts of food and the costumes, continued. The church tried to replace the pagan festival by dedicating November 1st as All Saints' Day, or All Hallows. And the night before, it was called All Hallows' Eve, or Halloween. But the church was never able to get rid of the celebration surrounding Samhain, it was too ingrained in the culture, so the two holidays managed to coexist. Now, when the Irish arrived in America, they hung on to tradition and continued to celebrate and give small gifts of food during their harvest festivals. Children would dress in costumes and jack-o'-lanterns were placed outside of homes to represent the souls of the departed. And because pumpkins were plentiful in America, they became the jack-o'-lanterns. We still carve and light our jack-o'-lanterns, but as one Irish anthropologist says, the minute the lights came on, a lot of the stories lost their potency and people's imaginations weren't running quite as wild. By the 1930s, children began trick-or-treating, but they were given cookies, fruit, nuts, and toys. It wasn't until all the way into the 1950s that big business saw big business in Halloween and promoted the idea of handing out candy. Hershey's, Reese's, Mars, and Nestle were just a few of the companies that began making affordable candy on a huge scale in the 20th century. 
They package them to make them inexpensive and easy to hand out. So Halloween, in its present form, is really a recent evolution, but with its roots in prehistoric tradition going back thousands of years. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our executive producer is Steve Goldstein of Amplify Media. We're out with new episodes twice a week. Thanks for listening to The Backstory, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. From original art and diplomas to ticket stubs and the keys to your first home, we all have mementos we'd love to put on display. FrameBridge is the easy and affordable way to custom frame just about anything with fair upfront pricing based on the size of your item and fast, free shipping. Plus, your happiness is guaranteed. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started. That's framebridge.com.